Hey, I'm Pat B. And I'm Adam Willis. And you're listening to The Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. Smooth. Uh, yeah, I had to come in. <laughs> yeah, I got to get a little sexy on the radio. <laughs> Yo, ladies and gentlemen, what's happening? Welcome to another episode. <laughs> Hold it. <clears throat> <sighs> Ooh, nothing sexier than that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. In the house to the side of me, I look to my man. He's over there giving me the finger because it's supposed to be his day off. I'm talking about Black Adam. It's Willis. actually not my day off. Once again, I had to sneak out and uh, get someone to cover me out there. So I'm, I'm actually on the clock right now. But uh, Adam, you rebel you. Yeah, that's how I do it. He says that. You're the boss, dude. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going out for a four-hour lunch, kid. <laughs> I'll be back. In a, well, I'll be back when I'm back. I'll be back Thursday. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for making out. Yeah, man, of course. Hell outside. Yeah, right. I actually missed the the rain, so I'm actually dry right now. But, uh, really? Yeah. Dude, it was coming down when I got here. I couldn't have gotten here more than like 10 minutes after you, could I? I don't think so. I feel, no. like, I feel like you've been here. No, since I was, like was holding it down here too, playing uh, playing rampage. Yeah, playing on one of the shittiest video games ever. See, the, we got w- this. W- yeah. yeah, we got this. Well, we got. I was playing rampage before we got this old NES here in the studio. For those people who don't know, and I did. The, I made the mistake. I got to like level six, and I paused it to answer my phone right quick. And then I, once I paused it, it didn't come out of pause. Oh, it stayed there. <laughs> so everybody like. Uh, that's your classic gaming, kids. Yeah. So that's yeah. what happens. Yeah, you can't you can't ever pause games. I'm sorry. Although, man. Back I know in the that day, pain. You know? Mind you, everyone's all extra jazz for the NES uh, mini being released. Now oh, I can play all those old games. Yeah. Cats remember like four games that they loved yeah. and forget the rest the, of that the library. 95 was, games that were just dude, rubbish. Yeah. There was like 300 plus. Well, maybe even more. But there yeah. was tons. And I got them. Well, not got them. I got a lot of them Yeah. when I was 19 and got an old NES and started collecting them. And I realized, wow, all these games I saw in video game magazines, I saw in catalogs that I really wanted. Uh, when I got to play them as an they adult. They were just so bad. So bad. Even the, so bad. the, the guy here, uh, one of the games that I've hated for, for forever is uh, Marble Madness. Oh. Because it would destroy your thumbs trying to control the marble, and you get to, like, level two, and that's all you can get, because no one ever goes past that. Oh, yeah, no. And level so you, you can play it, like, for, like, five minutes, and then you just, you know, like, this is dumb. I just, you know, yeah. I don't know what the price was back then, but this has got to be the I feel like those games were made up. Like, like the correction, this level three you mentioned? Yeah, it doesn't exist. exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> False. It's like level four in, like, Donkey Kong for normal human beings. That's not a You thing. know what I mean? That, like, that never happened. <laughs> Donkey Kong, you say? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and talking about bad games, someone who knows bad games intimately, as I look off the table, is, is, is the most frustrated, angry, and callous-thumbed Amy McCobb. Sup? Hey. Sup? Thank it's you funny you mention that, because I... Uh, I actually gave up playing Lord of the Rings Online to come here tonight, and I'm just about to replay an area that I hate a lot called the Barrow Downs. Mm-hmm. It's a, an area of Middle Earth that's like really spooky. It's full of whites and like ghosties and Wait, stuff. Nothing scarier than the whites. I don't like <laughs> from a no, brother, brother from W I G H T S. Although I... there's probably nothing worse than a white white. <laughs> True, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the geek down, yes. Ten there, <laughs> just yeah. an undead white white person coming up, being like, Trevor. like ET, yeah. like in the stream. <laughs> <laughs> just three, three zombies, pumpkins, playing spice. pumpkin spice. <laughs> See, wearing Ugg boots. Sp- they make pumpkin skirt. spice Cheerios. They just came out oh, with. Do they? Pumpkin spice Cheerios. There's no end in sight. Pumpkin spice Cheerios. Pumpkin spice lubricant. That's a real thing. There is. Yep. There is. Look it up. That's a real thing. Pumpkin spice condoms. 
Really? <laughs> that's not, you can't get that. Okay, that's 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 wait. Someone that, photo manipulated that. Yeah. I know it's when I interest? see one. I, I, I don't think it's real, but somebody did. There is oh, really oh, pumpkin yeah. spice lube, though. That is a real that product. That you if can there's buy. lube, there's condoms. What the hell's there's going gotta on? Be. Here now? There's got to be. Yeah, put that pumpkin spice lube on your pumpkin spice uh, pancakes. All right. Well, well, cur- <laughs> well also, also, let's not forget, uh, currently modeling his pumpkin spice condoms for us. Come on, Herb. Let's keep it classy. How's it going, guys? Herb, Herb in the house. Woo! Oh man! All right, we got an action-packed, fun-filled show for you. Even though we slopped and trudged through, I don't know how many puddles of mud. Okay, no, I did. You all came here. Yes, you. I feel like I'm the only one that got soaked on the way here. To be honest, well, I got got the rest of the people here. Yeah, that's a. See, you got to be prepared. That's like one of those golf umbrellas you have there. It's uh, yeah, dude. This is my good size one. Yeah, this is my favorite, like nerdy gaming-related purchase. I got the Umbrella Corp umbrella, y'all. For those who can't Uh, see, because we're not how meta. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I just moved. so all my umbrellas are like in some box somewhere. So I've well, got like seventeen for guests that never show up in my place. I'll bring you like five. I yeah, I always have word. like a, a a bunch of umbrellas because I, you know working in the bar, everyone forgets them. They never everyone brings them in, but they never take them with them. Y'all do that, right? You get to lost yeah. and found that just becomes like you know. It's the, just the like, hey, you need an umbrella? I guess thirty five upstairs. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of wow. those things. So okay, because I always suspected places do that. It's like, oh god, I forgot my watch. I left my key. Well, not my watch. I don't know why I take that off in a restaurant. I mean, that's how I got my. I have a really good Betsy Johnson umbrella that I got actually back when I worked I used to work as a receptionist at like a holistic medicine center mm-hmm. and someone just forgot it for three months I'm like alright well if they're not coming back for it for three yeah. months no, it's three, mine three now months is, yeah that, 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 that's, that's found especially for an umbrella because yeah. it was really nice I like let it sit in the lofts and found for a really long time but like they never came back for it yeah well, well hold on we had a well, Herb how long have you been with the EMF two years two years okay um cause about uh Adam what was it maybe six years ago when we started the show yeah um back at the old old station there was just a collection of, of of things people would leave around like the studio. It's a collection of a lot of stuff in there. Y- yeah. <laughs> like a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, it's like, there, hey, yeah. you want an umbrella? It's yours. You want hey, a t-shirt? Just it's move yours. that foot over. Box, <laughs> oh, there was a disembodied foot. Okay, now we're not a real foot before you real silly. But there was there was yeah, it was, there it was, was a lot of stuff. Not a real foot. Well, the get cl- my hopes up, man. <laughs> no, no. There, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a, a bootleg ass mm-hmm. a, a studio we had. I remember because when we started, uh, uh, you and I, yeah. there was this. Uh, it was a few other people that were like kind of trying to get on the show and do the show, and there was one girl. She's like deeply creeped out oh, <laughs> by the, the, the location, the, 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 the business chick who was just like, "I, I don't I, know. I've if never I... been down these alleys. I, I didn't know if I was in the right building. I came up. The, there's no sign on the door. Yeah, she was. No she was door. not having it. Needless to say, she didn't come back. Yeah, but, no, uh, yeah, that was that was the best part. <laughs> Although, in, in all fairness, I mean, we've got the creepy ass clown in the corner here. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's got a rabbit friend now. What the hell? Yeah, it's, it's getting weird. We've got this creepy ass clown in the corner, and <laughs> now, like the now furry got... invasion begins. Yeah, what the hell? I, I, <laughs> They're I, I, yiffing, Pat. Don't judge. I'm not. Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm the intolerant now. He's being humped by a jackalope in the corner. <laughs> they're, 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 it's, no, it's got it's got a furry mascot head now. This is new. It doesn't dear him though. Herb, this is the new. This is the, that, that's part of your collection, isn't it? It actually is. Oh, <laughs> it, it yes, actually. Is. actually. How did I know? Can't even make a joke about that one. All right, well, yeah, uh, man. I'm going to stop talking about it since no one can actually see it, but um, yeah, and that old station, dude, we had like a tarp over the big-ass window. I don't remember why. There was a mural that had supposedly been painted. Uh, it was, now, it's, and this, this is what got me, okay? It's a wall mural 
but they kept saying it was for sale. Do you want to buy it? I'm like, how high? Are you? <laughs> yeah, no, that was well. That's it. You just hit on something. Uh, yeah, they were. Am I gonna they, buy a wall? Oh yeah, back, back to the lost and found thing. Then a lot of the things that were left over was like extra pipes and bongs. They were just yeah, were just yeah, just out of it. No one knew what was going on. They, there was a lot of a lot uh, of. It was extra special when smoke. Joe DeRosa. Yeah, actually, you asked me about Joe DeRosa. Yeah, yeah. When he came by, do you remember? Um, he came by. Yeah. and was like, okay, I'm going to this very proper. Um, business like corporate corporate studio and walked in and the first thing he commented on was just the collection of pipes, yeah. bongs and stuff. Well, I remember that, he did do that and then he like went and used the bathroom and oh, <laughs> he bathroom. was in the bathroom like 40 minutes. I was like, How, are you, you doing all right in there? He's like, I don't know, man. I walk away from explosions. <laughs> was the joke he made. I was like, well, you know, come sit down and don't yeah, touch my hand. The old guy. <laughs> uh, Amy, when you when you first like joined us here, uh, yeah. we were in the second studio, yeah, which yeah. was in itself kind of creepy uh, in, 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 enough. Yeah. We had like the top the, the top floor, which was kind of set up in an office like place, but the rest of the building was like a warehouse. Yep, yep. Yeah. Okay, that was like you know we're going into an eighties action. Walking movie. from the T, also not. Yeah, under a bridge, and it was just Crossing yeah, it's the, the ghetto right there. So well, too. Well, here's what's messed up. It's it that was, and then exactly one street over is like one of the bougiest high end. Yeah, I could walk. I could walk to my favorite French restaurant from the old studio. Yep. Yeah, like, like it's like a less than ten minute walk to my favorite French restaurant in the city. But then all he like. Mm-hmm. Barely would walk there from from <laughs> yeah. the Broadway T station. Like, why am I doing this? <laughs> the history of just the weirdest ass setups. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that was the last studio. Before then, we were in um, this place right around from the right around the corner from the Good Life, mm. which in itself is kind of a sketchy neighborhood. Unless you're one of these high end uh, lawyers who knows like, they can't touch me because I represent all of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think those lawyers work in Downtown Crossing. No, 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 no. They just have clients there. Yeah, who, they don't know, work there. You know, uh, on every corner, right? Vending. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. But we had this we had a, we had this this like the studio with all the stuff we mentioned and the office was like someone's bedroom. There was two studio Sweet. like two uh broadcast setups. One of them was I swear to you like a a, a spare bathroom someone had converted into into like they put a they put a deck in there they put a couple of mics in there and literally sounds you could like not where I record hentai I mean yeah <laughs> there's a no it, but it was, for real like the the media blaster studio in New Jersey is like and here's your, they have like a really really good setup for their sound state for their sound stage sound room and everything for mm-hmm. recording but then like next to it it's like oh do you want to change you want to like hang out or anything here's a bathroom. <laughs> you want you yeah. can be in the studio or a bathroom. Well, that, that's all we get. Yeah. Well, this wow. studio, the one you're referring to, is, is also where we record. I think the worst show we've ever done. Oh gosh. It's because uh, we were we they moved us into oh, a room yeah, next door, yeah, but yeah. The, we couldn't hear each other speak. So one person mm-hmm. had oh to be God. in one room, and the two of us were in another. Oh. Yeah. But we couldn't hear each other, so we had to like read each other's lips and mm-hmm. wait till they were done to then comment <laughs> on something we didn't even know we were discussing. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. And it was just that was that was. It I was, mean, that's it, very avant garde. It was no, very comical. It was, it, for was very, sure. it was very, it was very, what was it called? Raphael de la Ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> ghetto uh, being the. Oh, jeez, it was a joke. <laughs> well, okay, now we're in the more high-end, upscale, and beautiful WEMF studio. <laughs> yeah, very. You're right. lovely. But yeah, dude, this is so much a step up, for real. As I say that as I look at an exposed steel beam in the ceiling. And still. <laughs> it's pretty nice. It's, yeah. it's fest- there's festive lighting in here, so I mean, yeah. that hides a myriad of sins. I'm just yeah. glad they got rid of that. Jonas Brothers thing on the wall. I was just going to comment on that. I was like, where'd that go? Anything where'd that go? You missed the second man? For those who don't know, the Jonas Brothers used to look down upon us, blessing <laughs> us with their presence. It was an autographed yeah. photo. It was an autographed photo. I'm just glad it wasn't now a- the wall is barren and devoid of the Jonas Brothers love. <laughs> better paint the sucker over, too. I'd hate to cast a black light over it or something. God yeah. knows what's going on over there. And I don't know got- which Jonas it is, but one of them keeps taking his shirt off for pictures now, and like he's 
I think he's that's Nick beefy. Jonas. Is it Nick Jonas? I, I confess so. He shaved I, his head and now he's yes, like beefed the, out. Yeah. yeah, he's he does like a show where he's like an MMA fighter too. Which really? Is, yeah. Fourteen-year-old girls comment on that guy's Instagram, calling him daddy. Let's just put it that way. That's oh, just geez. not. Yeah, it's gross. You know what? I make fun of this dude now. He's gonna be like the like the the future. Well, Elvis the word. Like, what's worse is when you see a guy like that, and like at least for me, and I'm like this. Yeah, you know what I mean? And then you realize he can kick the hell out of you. You know what I mean? It's just that idea, like, you go, like, you try to swing on him, and he would just embarrass you in front yeah, of everybody. Yeah, just make fun of like Austin yeah. St. John and, uh, what was his name, the, um, uh, the Green Ranger? Yeah. Now he's, like, a legit MMA fighter. Oh, no, he's crazy, yeah. though. She knows, too. Oh, Maybe my he's God, I've seen him at cons. Mm-hmm. He's bizonkers. What is his name? Uh, oh, come on. Nick, well, we're talking about Tommy, the Green Ranger. Yeah, I'm blanking on da- his... I'm I'll blanking. keep on saying David Faustino. Not no, David I'm Faustino. blanking on it. I'll look it up. You sure like, it was the Green Ranger? I thought it was the White Ranger. No, Green Ranger. That is the same both, dude. Same That's guy. the same no, dude. Same guy. That's okay. the same guy. Green Ranger and they He's change. a psycho, yeah. Yeah, he, he He's yeah. Look, he I, at Otakon a couple of years ago like went bazonkers. Oh man, doesn't surprise he me. He looks like he's full of... a picture with Virgil? That is crazy! Yeah, he looks like he's full of testosterone and... Well, he's so an MMA know. fight. Like, and Jason, Jason David Frank. Frank. Jason David Frank. Jason yeah. David, David Frank. Frank. Okay. There was a David in this. I was thinking of the crazy. other guy. I kept thinking of the name of the Red Ranger. I, I, Austin like, St. John. Yeah, yeah I mentioned him. Yeah, yeah, I was just like, oh, it's the same guy now. Well, he's the one they said but... did gay porn. Did he? Uh, he did he? he? I don't know. He didn't do gay porn. Uh, he looked like some. It was the he same. He just looked like someone. Yeah. <laughs> situation was he like he's, a, he's a paramedic <laughs> now, the, the Red Ranger. Well. Oh, the Red Ranger. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, is he a paramedic or did he just play one in one of these movies? <laughs> yeah. He's a paramedic, man. Oh, okay. We're going right. to have to tear off your It's like, I'd better administer yeah, CPR. G- one, two, three, uh, four, five. It's like that, uh, uh, sir, that's his crotch. Jason, Jason David Frank, though, was screaming. I, for, I, I, for, I confess that this is a secondhand story from Otakon. I want to say 2012. Oh, on. He was screaming, apparently, at some fan that like only brought Power Rangers gear for him to sign. And then he's like, you know, I'm, I'm a serious fighter. Yeah, but he no. just what else started have you doing done? nothing. Yeah. But the person was just like, I guess they had like fan art they wanted him to sign, and he was like offended by it in some way. And oh, he like wow. went on this like bazonkers rant and like well, ended his autograph the, section. Riding a red ranger like a horse or something. Then <laughs> yeah. I can see. I mean, problem. to be fair, that is the kind of stuff my friends draw. But like. <laughs> I wouldn't go ballistic on someone. Right. You gotta kind of take I, I, it. I, I, he's all I, I, roided I, out now anyway. Yeah, like, look whatever. at him. It just doesn't look right. He's all got that weird ink all over him and stuff. He's okay, all tatted so out. What else? That explains it then. He, he went into that like Ken Shamrock rage. Yeah. All he saw was like red. It's <laughs> like, you have me as the Green Ranger. I was the White Ranger. It's like, don't you remember? Yeah. <laughs> Still, Dragonzord still the best of all of them. Dragonzord, oh, Dragonzord's still I think the best Power Rangers. So you know what? I can't, I can't even count on that. I don't know any other. I actually watched the, the Power Rangers. You played a little flute. You played a little flute to summon it. Yeah, I actually watched the uh, that the Power Rangers movie uh, again with oh, Ivan like, Ooze? like a couple weeks ago. With Ivan Ooze, that's Ivan the origin Ooze, yeah. of my slime. For those who don't know, I am a I am a slime queen, and I love slime. And uh, definitely watching the Power Rangers movie as a kid is like what got me into the slime yeah. life. And the movie doesn't hold this, up though. Surprisingly, no. <laughs> you know what does the first Ninja Turtles movie? The fir- oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's and the fantastic. Second, I would go so far I'm as to say kidding. the second as well. The second as well, but the first one more so. It's actually like it's a solid film. You all are crazy. No, what are you talking dude, about? I'm it's telling so you, good. watch it, watch it again, man. I've Casey Jones is perfect. Him so Casey, many Jones. Times. Casey Jones is perfect, dude. There's actually like that's like April O'Neil's movie. It was yep. like she's a real character in that, not just yeah. like a, a secondary thing, just like pizza. All right, Casey, <laughs> you know? I just want to point it's, out, it's I'm the oldest movie, one in this room, so I think I was the only one coherent enough. That was the, uh, one of my first. Barely older. You were barely older. That's actually one of my first movie experiences. That though, one when year I was... difference gave me so much world perspective. Yeah, I was five years old. I saw that in theaters. That was actually a big moment. 
Alright, well, we've got beyond... We got stuff to talk about. I don't about, even remember right? how we started. We, we started talking yeah, about, what, Jason brother. David Frank and uh, uh, Frankenberry. <laughs> Yo, real quick though, Booberry, Frankenberry, and Count Chocula all in stores now. Really? Tis the and, season. And Fruit Brute. Yeah, uh, fruit brute. Fruit brute always tastes good. Oh, I don't think I ever had that. I don't ever had fruit brute. It's yummy, it's, mummy. It's, it's like Fruit Loops and yeah, but Booberry's um, like, like the best one. Booberry's good. Booberry's like Frankenberry's good though too. Uh, no, Frankenberry's Count, Count too Chocula sweet. was the shiz for a while. I was all about Count Chocula. Then I discovered that gluten allergy and it sucked for me. Fruit brute mixed no, with sour apple for loco. Sour apple. Oh my god. <laughs> we get our, well, that's how we get it. Yeah. That's not a thing. Same coming back up is going down. All right. So we were so kids. We were talking about bongs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What a segue. So smooth. All right. All right. No, we've actually got news to jump into. Um, let's start off with the serious story because uh, this one's. I didn't realize that I actually knew how much of this dude's work I knew until. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking about actor John Polito just died at uh, age 65. Now, an accomplished and extremely uh, prolific character actor, he had uh, more than 100 credits. Yeah, man. Uh, in movies and TV, uh, to you know, to, uh, to his name at the time of death. Um, now he's guest starred in everything from Seinfeld uh, to, to the Miami Vice, the original, not that crappy remake, re-release stuff. Uh, Tales from the Crypt. Uh, also did voices on Batman Beyond and um, uh, Avatar: Last Airbender. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, was, he was more than that too. He was very prolific. He was actor. like the like prototype for like the slimy gangster. Yes, you yeah, know he, he was those, like man. the short, portly. He had that greasy facial hair. Like the mm. the he was bald, and he, you put him in like this like. 30 style three piece gangster suit and he just looks the part. He just looks exactly he has that like weird voice, you know, and yeah, he like did he a lot of Coen Brothers movie, but the first movie I remember uh, that I kind of associate with him and the first movie I probably seen him in was uh, The Crow. He played yes, Gideon so from uh, sure Gideon, Gideon's Pawn Shop and uh, he's so good in that movie, but he was so good in everything, but like I said he is like mm. that you know, the stereotype. He is the I forgot that, he that, was that, in that The gangster, Crow. You know? He is really good in that. It's him Paul Sorvino and Paul Costanzo. Uh, wait, Paul Costanzo? Uh, Robert Costanzo? Costanzo, the guy who played uh, Detective Bullock on um, uh, Batman. Yeah, the they all kind of have that like. Yeah, they all they all like the, the, the bulky, smarmy dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and the thing is, he embodied that to me. Yeah. You know, if it's not if it's not Costanzo, it's this dude, and, and I never knew who this dude's name was. It was John Polito. Yeah, he's, he's so good in so many Coen Brothers movies. Yeah. Um, he Particularly was, Big Lebowski, I think it's... Yeah. What was his name in Big Lebowski? It was... Um, he was the other detective that was following. The quote-unquote detective. Yeah. Uh, that was following um, Lebowski. I just want to know him uh, from Miller's Crossing. Well, no, but Miller's I remember... Do you, do you remember... Or do, do you guys watch Always, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah, he was, uh, Dan, he was yes. uh, Danny Vito's brother. Yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good. It's so yeah. good because I, I actually haven't seen the episode. I'm just picturing them sitting it. next yeah. to each other. Though. Their but interaction so was really good, too. Mm. Uh, he's, got, he's got chemistry with a lot but, of people. But uh, yeah. voice acting. He did quite a bit of voice acting. A lot See, of different I didn't characters. know that. And I, I'm, I'm like the man when it comes to voice. Boy, I'm a voice actor. I've, I've followed the careers like nerded out. And, on you, you sure? And I feel bad that he's one of the ones that I know the voices he did. But I did not know he was the guy, you know? Yeah, sometimes when you realize, like, Uncle Phil was the voice of Shredder. Mm -hmm. Yep, and then you're like, oh, like, what else oh, did he wow. do? And you go yeah. look, and it's yeah. like, oh. Yeah, a lot of people that out. are voice actors, I mean, obviously, most people that are voice actors don't only do one voice, don't only do one thing, with, mm -hmm. with rare exception, like, you know, Simpsons people, whatever. Yeah, but even Kevin then, Conroy, um, Dan Benjamin. But they're just in, like, but a lot of the time, someone that does voices, even minor voices, like mm -hmm. villain voices, you're like, whoa. You know, T Tim Curry obviously is an actor in his own right, mm -hmm. but if you just think about how prolific oh, his voices God. are, 
every villain Skull in the Skull 80s, Master 90s. Skullmaster, Skull Master, that was my first. There's a meme going around years ago that was like, you know, you can judge someone by their first Tim Curry. And everyone's like, oh, yeah. Dr. Frankenfurter, you know, oh, from Charlie's Angels yeah, or whatever. And I'm like, Skullmaster. 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 That actually makes me think, what is mine? Probably the shadow for some reason. The shadow? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. The, wow, yeah. really, dude? Yeah. Adam yeah. with the with the obscure <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah, but but this guy was like really in that same mm. vein of you may not place it immediately, but then once you think about a lot of your beloved characters, you're like, oh, it was John Polito. He did all those voices. Yeah, he was in the Hudsucker Proxy. He was in Barton Fink, which is a movie I didn't which like. Another Coen Brothers. Yeah, no, that's yeah. A, that's one that grows on you. It grows on you. Yeah, I just like does. I could tell you a, few, a thing or two. Yeah. Well, the John thing is, it's just like I always so had—I always had a thing about John Goodman where yeah. he was just a really weird. Outside of Dan Connor, he always creeped me out. Really? Yeah, and then I, I just liked—I mean, I liked him as Dan Connor. I thought he was no, he, great, but then he's—he was just yeah. He—he he did the movie what matinee, a Joe Dante movie. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, I can no, see it. I think it was—I think it was Milk Money. Where um, Milk Money was doing it with uh, Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith is yeah. the hooker. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah. A bastard, and I'm like, you know what? I, <laughs> that I, movie's so bad. It, no, it's not a good movie. That's so bad. That's one of my favorite Roger Ebert pans too. Uh, and he's just talking about how horrible it is. Like how, like how did this get made? Is oh, basically yeah, no, the, it's, it's how the review goes. But it's yeah, it's bad. That is, that I forgot shady. he was in that. Yeah, no, it's it's terrible. Is it, yeah, uh, King Ralph. King Ralph. King Ralph was the only movie where I was like, no, this guy's okay. When he's doing the, and he's the singing, and he puts his leg up in the air, and he starts shaking it, the, the, the pant legs cruising yeah. down. Yeah, it's, a, it's a love letter, bad taste, and, and all Ralph. like the crappy uh, images of Americans. Yeah, he was the, the babe, the too. Yeah, yeah. The, ah, don't, well, let's, not, let's not play this horrible game. But, um, <laughs> no, John Polito was in that movie, and I realize now, after I didn't go back and watch it, but I remember I remember his, his his roles in it, and it's like I realize now he was kind of a background figure, but the movie wouldn't wouldn't have been the same without him. Well, that's the mark of a good a good character actor, and it's yeah. so there. Yeah, that was one of my deterrences. I was going to go on away on a tangent. That was my, my brain. <laughs> that was the flashback music. I remember the first time I met Polito. Yeah, but, but that is the mark of a good character actor. And the, and the, the curse for them is yep. like you're never going to remember their name, but you're always going to remember their face. And like, you, when you start thinking guy. about those, you just realize how many movies there are and how many good movies there are. And, and yeah, like, true. Well, not just good movies. I watched, I, I actually sent the link out, but... um. I watched his his reel of uh, comedy roles that he did, and I realized I had seen every single one of them. Uh, like a lot of TV roles, yep, jumped he was out at me. A lot of TV shows. Yeah, he. Uh, the second I saw him, I'm like, I know that show, I know that scene, and I remember my exact reaction when I saw this. And I, I love him. At, I love da -da -da -da, him as the landlord on Seinfeld. Yep. Yeah, because it was just the it was just like this role. Well, okay, his role was just playing an ass. And it was like the stereotypical uh, Russian weirdo, but it made the episode because that was the catalyst for everything else that he happened. He added a yeah. flavor to everything he did. There's a lot of character actors that kind of play the same character over and over again. And while he certainly had an archetype to what he portrayed, mm -hmm. every character that he brought using the crow is another perfect example. Mm -hmm. Contrast the character he played as the pawn shop owner in the crow to the landlord in Seinfeld. Those are two extremely different characters, but they both have that same kind of edge to them mm -hmm. that he excelled at. That kind of like, like I said, just like smarmy, down on his luck kind of guy. Yeah. But he had really good comedic timing is something that, yeah, it, you no, don't it reminds, realize until you're watching these films or TV shows that he's in a scene, and you're like, "Wow!" It reminds me know. a lot of uh, when Dennis Farina passed. Dennis Farina, I think, for my money, is one of the Dennis best characters. Dennis, Dennis Farina. Oh, 
Yeah, dude. And he's a guy that's in was in so yeah, much. Yeah, he's another one that you made so out off the top of your head. Be like, oh, my favorite all actor. So good. No one played they're a all cop so good. Or gangster. Like, the, better than... Right. And, and they embodied it, you know? He was one of these guys. He, yeah. yeah. So many good movies. So many good movies. Too many mm-hmm. to name, but it's... Yeah. I, it it well, was unfortunate to hear... Shot and right after right after Gene Wilder, we get another one, man. 2016? Yeah, right, year, bro. All right, so we're talking about actor um, John Polito. Actually, as of right now, uh, his cause of death is unknown. Uh, so we'll release that once I have more detail. But he's someone you know from uh, Homicide Life on the Street... Hud Sucker Proxy. We mentioned Big Lebowski. Um, the man who wasn't there was one of the more recent ones I have written down here. I don't think I ever actually saw that. Uh, Miller's Crossing was one of the earliest ones. Yeah. And we talked about Barton Fink. Dude, just like the list goes on and on. So, yeah. John Polito, if you didn't know his face or his name, you probably know his work. Look him up. Like, Google the, uh, the man's name, P O L I T O. He's in all your favorite movies, probably. Yeah, you know, most likely. It's one of those things. And cartoon series, too. Yeah. All right, so, John Polito, rest in peace. All right, Margot Kidder. This is an interesting story because this one, um, no actions being taken. It's just kind of like she's just speaking out. Yeah, and it's it's a random, it's a really random uh, person to come out uh, on something like this. But we're talking about uh, Margot Kidder recently criticized the uh, DC movie uh, movie universe and their depiction of Lois Lane. Um, now, I thought this was kind of a nothing story until I delved into it a bit, and it seems um, the former portrayal of Superman, uh, Superman's hardest working girl, Lois Lane. That's Margot Kidder from the 1970s movies. Um, she's been speaking out against the watering down of the character. And if you saw uh, Man of Steel, it seemed like Lois Lane had a lot to do, most likely actually too much uh, to do in that movie. But I think they were really trying to go for that old school Superman movie feel. Or not even not even that, to the old school uh, serial and, uh, and not, not breakfast cereal, like movie cereal. I got it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, you can just look like, what? Pumpkin I'm not Spice. Cereal. Yeah. Cereal. Yeah. Oh, is that a thing too? No, be. let's just, just oh, continue. Don't, don't do that. I'm gullible. Pretty continue. Um, <laughs> but the old like movie serials and the old carts, the old like Fleischer cartoons beyond the racism, uh, where Lois Lane was an investigative reporter, kind of a busybody, and wasn't always a victim though. You know, she was the one who uncovered schemes, and that's why she was in danger. You know, she got stuff done, and that's why Superman had to come in because like there was some legit like investigation going on. And it was Lois Lane at the crux of that who was finding stuff out. And, and um, the recent uh, 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 Batman vs. Superman, all Lois Lane really did was something happened. Oh, my God, Superman, help! And then she's falling off a building. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, Margot Kidder's come out against that, saying that they've taken what was a um, like formerly res- well, respectable and uh, kind of admirable character and made her pretty much just a... Uh, 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 a kind of plot point to move stories along. And that is kind of doing her a disservice. I never really thought about that until yeah. she came out and said this. Um, and her Lois certainly was quite a well-rounded character as well. Yeah. Like, if she wasn't so obnoxious, I'd be well, <laughs> right there with you. I can't even argue with that because you're right. Yeah, I'm, I just... Uh, yeah, you know, um, <laughs> well, um, her, act, her exact quote, or part of her exact quote was, they made her, uh, Mark Kidder says, uh, they made her what used to be the girlfriend, which kind of ended in, well, the, the quote-unquote girlfriend, which kind of ended in the 60s with women's rights. And it's true. Like, this was one of the first uh, times, the representation of Lois Lane was one of the first times, especially in comic fair, where it wasn't just we've got the girlfriend as a background character who's just there as, I don't know, motivation for someone else to do something legit. You know, she was an actual character. She was an actual person. 
and that wasn't really in fair. Well, I mean, it's just kind of interesting where it took somebody who has been either forgotten about or has been a random joke on Family Guy for right. years hmm. uh, to actually come out and say some legit stuff, like a character's being misrepresented. It's, and it's, it's yeah, kind of, it's a pity no one's brought it up before. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's taking... It's for uh, us to realize, yeah, this character sucks. Yeah, it's, taking, it, giving, giving it a, it's taking a step backwards, Right, I, th- I think, for... Uh, well, so for, Superman. I mean, I would argue... Let me preface yeah, this, of course. Too. I would argue... That the current portrayal of Superman is fifty steps backwards as well. Ooh. So, I like Henry Cavill. I just don't like. I like him, and the, I wish he portrayal. is in a different movie. He I like be, the first Man of Steel. Really, the he could be a half. really good Superman in a different movie. Yeah, I like the first half of the first Man first of Steel. First half of Man of Steel. Yeah, but that's not saying much. <laughs> I guess that, that's not really. <laughs> I sure not, enjoyed those. Those trailers were great. That's not an endorsement. Yeah, uh, we are on the cusp really of a lengthy argument here. I'm going to. Yeah, that's why I said I prefaced. Yeah. I prefaced. All right, well, it's just so. my. It's just like my opinion, man. I, I, I hear you. Adam shares it, and before I go toe to toe with the both of you. So. All right, but either way, Margot Kidder. Actually, I, I, I encourage anyone um, to look this up. This is actually an interesting um, step in uh, someone speaking out uh, for women's rights. I almost said against uh, speaking out mm-hmm. for women's rights and portrayal in film, which you don't normally see. I don't. I don't, I don't really see uh, Selena Gomez coming out with comments. No, she doesn't want to. You know. Risk putting uh, our opinion out there. Yeah. <laughs> about <laughs> anything, you know, God knows the backlash. She doesn't want to risk having opinions. Yeah. Oh, so, you know, what that does to people. All right. Well, Kidder claims, uh, <laughs> Kidder's comments uh, point to an ongoing cultural conversation about gender representation in cinema, which I think catches. Plus, Amy Adams is like, she, she's a good actress. Amy Adams can, is a great she, actress. She, she give her more to do because she, she can carry a movie also, herself. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Kidder actually praised her in, in her uh, in her statements. Um, yeah. A lot of this came from an interview. Well, even like what I mentioned, like uh, to, to hark back on the first Ninja Turtles movie. Sorry, but that, like mm-hmm. I said, that's like April O'Neil in that Dave's movie. movie yeah. It's it's her movie. She she's has like a voice character. out over. She's talking. She's kind of like presenting the character. If anyone's the main character, it's April. Yeah. So it's just we learned more about April in that movie than I would say any other. Anything combined, the cartoon yeah. and the new movies combined. We but you saw when in that one movie. when you saw like uh, the second Turtles movie, she's just there. You know what I mean? She's just a thing. You're right yeah. to bring it forward. She's mm-hmm. like, oh, the Turtles need somebody that's. Oh, like you guys don't use man. napkins. Come on, man. I'm yeah. mad. Yeah, they had they had to make room for Vanilla Ice and his Oscar worthy. When you're right, you're right, Pat. <laughs> when you're right, you're right. But yeah, it's it's true. Give these. Get, get more doing. <laughs> Superman's boring anyway. <laughs> kind of a boring dude. Superman's what? super boring. Superman's He's a super boring, boring no. dude. Like he you need people around him. Now. He could be great. Superman could be great because what Superman should be, and this is a real quick uh, sidebar to like all co- all comic book movies. I feel right now, mm-hmm. Superman could be what Marvel has successfully made Captain America be, which yep. is a fully fleshed out human character mm-hmm. that represents the uh, the quote unquote truth, justice in the American way. Okay, I was about, but more of a disappointed to... type of way, like um, well, that's man, the this thing. Is what's going we don't, on but the me. thing is this, uh, and this is going back. To, this is obviously like a real quick two-second review of my feelings on Civil War. Mm-hmm. Is it shows what Marvel has portrayed is a Captain America that still believes in the potential of good, mm-hmm. and what you have. Uh, by the way, I finally finished watching uh, Batman vs Superman in its entirety. I haven't watched. Oh, the, and, ultimate, uh, the ultimate edition. Uh, the please leave <laughs> the five-hour edition. Yeah. Just just the regular one, oh, which okay. is plenty. Um, what we no, have it, it, now, what we have these days is, is weirdly disillusioned, grimdark Superman mm. who, I could be a god Superman, and it's like, we don't need that. We need, you know, I want to watch Clark, Lois and Clark Superman. I like that guy. Yeah, like, I yeah. like this, like, 
I want the world to be the best it can be, mm -hmm. but I also want to be a man among the people. Okay, no, you're absolutely correct. I was going to. I and was going we to. We need a lowest that compliments a, that. With a with a with a step in and counter argument, but no, I, you, I actually you're exactly right and on point. Um, and here's my quick perspective on it: the Superman we have now portrayed in the Zack Snyder movies is the is the equivalent of Batman in the '80s. You know, for a long time, Superman has seemingly been about one thing, and the previous attempts to adapt him have failed. Uh, up until like the mid mid seventies, Batman was always like this kind of goofy hero character, who even when when put up against other other characters like Superman, like you know, in the Justice League, he was still kind of the goofy. Not I won't say comic relief, but like the more lighthearted character, and that's how he lost a lot of respect. Batman in the up until the eighties was Aquaman up until like three years ago. Yeah, but now we have grimdark Aquaman, <clears throat> so don't worry, Pat. Well, <laughs> Jason Momoa really? will carry you on his back and swim you to glory. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. And right behind him will be Henry Cav Henry Cavill pouting all the way. <laughs> um, no, just previous attempts to to modernize Superman have failed. So now they're going a completely different direction, just saying, "Okay, let's make him a bastard." And that's what they're <laughs> doing. Uh, but geez. let's make him a bastard for sure. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, he's a dick. You know it. You yeah. know what? I know what the American people know it. But I still think there's hope. Like there was hope with Captain America. He's no longer the uh, clear shield wielding. Um, motorcycle driving, and not even, not even like a, not even like a, a Harley Davidson or anything. I think it was like a, it was like a, it was like a Honda. <laughs> some, some crap. Couldn't even give him a Triumph for that. <laughs> That's too far. The helmet. The it's got to be American, man. Yeah. Ridiculous. American that. made for Captain America. American made for Captain America. Truth. With it. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> okay, so, uh, Amy, you recently got out to uh, Vermont. I Comic sure did. I did. Where is this anyway? It's Vermont. Yeah, where, <laughs> Vermont, dude. Ver like I know where in Vermont. Ver There's Vermont has Vermont. places too in uh, town. Burlington, 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 Burlington. right next to the coal factory, of course. Uh, <laughs> That's the yes. wrong Burlington. Ah. <laughs> um, so Vermont Comic Con uh, was just a you know your standard Comic Con with vendors and cosplayers and whatnot. Very very small, very very small. Mm -hmm. uh, However, I feel that for such a small convention, it offered better panels and um, interesting content. Than even Boston Comic Con, I would say it had wow. very interesting panels. It had networking groups. It had like a podcast networking group that I went to. Actually, like there's a specific meetup time for people with podcasts. They had uh, different things like how to break into comic book writing, and it wasn't just like garbage. It was actual yeah. like here's the steps that you should look into. Here's what you should pursue. Mm -hmm. And you know there was you know content creator like meetup. Dan Didio. Exactly, but it had. <laughs> For such a small event, mm -hmm. they really tried to make it immersive. And I feel that that's something that Boston Comic Con felt like I went to a mall. I went to the, you know, comic book mall. I You've went got to a history buy... of being more, more about the business. Yeah, I went, you know, fans. Boston Comic Con, I both, I both worked at a booth with uh, Metro Dragon Comics out in Arlington, which are a great comic book shop. Mm -hmm. And I also just cosplayed, walked around, had a good time, and, and talked to people for here and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But even though Vermont was so small, I mean, this was really only like two rooms, real, real tiny. Great cosplayers came out. There were some really interesting people doing fun things. And just good content, a good mix of things. There was a beef jerky booth. There was a booth that just did interesting jerky. You can get bacon like, jerky, like, like habanero spon jerky. Sponsored by Slim Jim? Yeah, pretty much. But like, it was just like a local Vermont beef jerky company was there. 
Oh, and it was cool that's to my see uncle's that. company but it was just like <laughs> that's where i'm not even kidding really but, yeah <laughs> Vermont beef jerky company yeah, like, my wait, family wait, wait, owns so, it. so jack willis <laughs> yeah. no. are you jack, serious jack, yeah, like yeah. They were... jack jack willis uh, <laughs> uh owner of jack links <laughs> no no wait, I, wait, I, wait. I i'm not kidding yeah what's it called dude Vermont beef jerky company that oh that's, that's the actual that's name that's the Vermont. name of the they were there it's from orleans vermont yeah where's our where's our beef jerky hookup I didn't know you were, guys are interested. I, <laughs> I can actually hook it up. I actually get packages sent to me. That's not, so I'm funny. How hard it is to find gluten-free beef jerky? They were one Dude. of the highlights. They had. They had so it's they so had, good. It really they had is. They had gluten-free. They had gluten-free ones because they had different flavors that didn't have any gluten or soy that were just the meat that you I'll, uh, I'll they also ask had if I can I'll get jerky. some sent to me I'll bring it into you no, yes, no lies please, dude. dude that is know. awesome that is so funny yeah. uh, meanwhile I've got um, I've got relatives that'll give us mixtapes of bad music so <laughs> if uh, anyone needs Herb you need that poker collection I man anything. I got you alright yeah, right. uh, <laughs> for Con, just real small good, good times uh, I, there's not too much to say because to be honest it's, when I say small I mean truly like it was in the front lobby part and two big ballrooms of a hotel. They rented out one room and, and a holiday And that was pretty much it. I mean, not joking. It all but was. Like, it was very, very, very small. Wow. But, okay. like I said, for, for the size, the content, I felt, was very good quality content. Lots mm-hmm. of interesting, uh, d- different people. Both, you know, you had the people that make pixel art out of the little melty beads. But that oh, wasn't so- just, but it wasn't just like, oh, I made a Mega Man. It was, here's a life-size Sailor Moon. Uh, out of melty out of melty beads, out of melty beads. Wow. <laughs> it was very impressive you know they had uh, armor makers they had scale mail they had scale mail yo pat give me a hundred dollars i'll make one i can make one really i'm not kidding i can make one I'll fun fun right mix yeah. fact i'm really good at melty beads right. uh, i i because you make a little pattern what you do is you get one of those grid papers and mm-hmm. then you draw the pattern on the grid paper and it transfers over to when you do it on the you give me a board. life-size shinigami. I'm on, I'm, a, I'm on a lord. I'm corner. not making you a life-size shinigami. What? That's not happening. Just mm-hmm. said. Just, yeah, right, back just, up the tape. You mean like you mean like uh, Gundam Wing shinigami? Like yeah. uh, no, I, I mean I mean like a um a uh, Death Note shinigami. No, I, I will only make you a Gundam Wing shinigami. It's gonna get a life-size Green Ranger. Yes. We just bring him in. I know. I can't imagine. <laughs> What's he even doing? He's not busy. Yeah, he's you're probably busy. he's probably listening actually. If you're listening here, Jason David Frank, come on out to the Geek Town. Please don't punch me. Even better. You just came for the Adam. Crack me over the head with. Umbrella. I mean, he's no, we'll, he's we'll no get, black, we'll get, we'll he's get, no uh, black ranger smashing a beer can on his head and catapulting over a couch. That's still the number one thing I've ever seen at a convention. Yeah. For those who don't know this story, I was at, I was at Kineticon. I want to say this was three years ago, maybe even four years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, it was the guy that played the Black Power Ranger, the original Black Power Ranger from. I Power believe Rangers. you mean the the illustrious Walter Jones. Of course. And he was drunk, and he comes running down into this lobby area of the Marriott Hotel, mm-hmm. and he yells, "Go, go, Power Rangers!" Jumps over, like tries to jump over a couch onto the cushion, falls, makes like a little somersault, crushes a beer can on his head, car- beer can on his head, says, "Go, go, Power Rangers!" and runs off. It was like <laughs> the highlight of anything I've ever seen Life, at yeah. any convention ever. <laughs> That's the Trump card. So you can't beat is, that story because yeah. all, everything I, all is I have downhill. is. Um, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan tried to get me to t- to uh, pay for a picture. I, mean, I said no. <laughs> uh, Lou Ferrigno gave me the pi- gave me the finger when I tried to take a picture. I wasn't even trying to take a picture of him. He was standing just, next to he was Marina just too Sir- close to your picture. He was next to Marina Sirtis. Um She's always uh, been super she nice. Was, I met her. Twice I want the older brother. Nice. Yeah. I want the older brother for the Wonder Years to call me a butthead. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my Trump card. <laughs> I, I want um uh damn it not 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 Danny but Chris. 
uh, the the oldest brother from Malcolm in the Middle. Yep. To punch me in the face. <laughs> yeah. You and didn't I make good money for that stuff. So, yeah. I hope so. I was so. saying. So how many um, how many people uh, came out for this? I would not. I mean, I don't know the exact but numbers, but I would say maybe five thousand total. That's not all at the same time. For, for, well, it was it was two days, mm-hmm. and I would say a good two thousand people came through each day. Not all at the same time, mm-hmm. because you wouldn't see necessarily the same people hanging around all day, other than the cosplayers. But right. certainly, a lot of people came through. A lot of families came through. And there was a good representation, I would say, like I said, of merch and things, both people selling locally made goods, mm-hmm. but also just comic book shops that had, had nice setups, different places were selling interesting content. And like I said, a lot of creators for comics and things, nothing that particularly was interesting to me, but other people might have been like, oh, so-and-so from such-and-such comic is there. I better go check it out. And they just had a really interesting array of things as well as good photo. (laughs) My allergies are terrible, guys. Um, They'd really get also, they had the Jurassic Park car. They had a S.H.I.E.L.D. uh, car. So they had... Like, oh, from the like, Shield TV series. Got gotcha, you. Okay. So they had like you know Batmobile. I think like you know they yeah, didn't Mackie make it for whatever reason. Cars. Well, they were like bummed. They're like, oh, the Batmobile right. can't make it, so we have this other car instead. But wait, like, wait, they were like bummed. Sorry, the Batmobile you want couldn't make it, so we have the Batmobile from Batman Forever. Hey, I was <laughs> Why do you always crap on Batman <clears throat> Forever? That's yeah. a good movie. That sucks. That's Leave a good movie. Batman so and Robin much, could. So much Batman Forever is fine. So many fluorescence. Batman yes. Forever was was fine. Jim Carrey has no business. It was being fine. Him. What was the hell fine. was was Tommy Lee Jones wearing? When did t- fashion? It's called fashion. Oh, Look it up. Geez. It's called <laughs> <laughs> not you too. <laughs> oh. It's called fashion. Adam, Adam, supposed, supposed be, it supposed to be my boy. I'm wearing a Homestuck shirt, like so movie. don't oh, listen to me. Sh- all right. Well, th- from what you've mentioned, this sounds like a, a lot. How, uh, this sounds a lot like how um, Boston Comic Con started out. I would say Vermont Comic Con. Here's to give it a to give it a one liner here. Not worth going out of your way, mm-hmm. but if you live in Vermont. Or you live close by to Vermont, you yeah, know, any, anything, anything that's about. Well, I wouldn't. Boston's pushing it. Three and a half hours, four hour drive is a little bit much for this con. Okay. But if you're in the area and you're like an hour or less away, check it out. Pretty good con, good cosplay. You know, if you want, if you have a costume you really like, you want to show it off. They had a cosplay contest. You know, it looked really good. Who won? I don't know. Did I didn't. You win? I didn't go. Oh. <laughs> I confess, I was I was helping out at a booth. There was a Star Wars wedding that took place on Saturday night. Oh, jeez. So it, well, wait. What, what was it? At least did an interesting Star Wars wedding. Like uh, got married so just like doing troopers. It was friends of friends. It was friends of friends, and like one one guy was Lando, and and one was was Han, was uh no, someone was Luke Skywalker, mm. and then oh god, what's his wife's name? This was Han marrying? No a, longer uh, canon, I guess. But like, what was his wife's name? Oh wait, Han mm, had a wife. No, not Han. Luke's wife. Luke had a wife. Mara Jade. Oh yeah 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 yeah. That, not that's canon no, anymore. No. That's no longer canon. No, nah, because they made him an yeah. old. Uh, they made him an old recluse. Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying that they they had that as the wedding theme, and it was super cute. And they invited all the people. They made an announcement that's... like, "Oh, there's gonna be a Star Wars wedding in the lobby. All everybody can come." Mm. And you didn't go to the Star Wars. No, wedding. I didn't go to the Star Wars wedding. I was not there. I am sorry to say. I missed it. I was busy. I Damn you! Yeah. yeah, I gotta go and and then get and get hit on by like, uh, Loki by like seven didn't, guys. Loki didn't need as, to go to the Star Wars wedding. Loki, you, you'd have gone as Loki. I don't want. I, I know. I don't want to alarm anyone, but I went to this convention as Loki. This alarm one? anyone? I, I know it's a shock. Yeah, that I would cosplay Loki. <laughs> I right, haven't. So I didn't know you were into him. 
Oh, yeah, <laughs> you, you, you keep these things like so close to the chest. I gotta. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, I was so. a punk, though. I was punk Loki. It looked really cool. But yeah, Vermont Comic Con, if you're in the area, check it out. It was actually like really good. I've been to some crappy cons in my day, and this was not one of them. It was yeah. very pleasant. But you got decent yeah, beef jerky. Cool. They had very fine quality beef fine jerky. Fine quality beef jerky. <laughs> Dude, pump the jerky. Yeah, man. that's really pump funny. Pump the jerky. Yeah. <laughs> pump up that jerky. I'm going to bring some on. We're going to have some next that's show. <laughs> totally. All right. Make sure it's uh, gluten free. All right. Uh, all right. I'll awesome. get you a bag. Right, <laughs> Dude, I swear to God, he shows up to where we get who have like family, so family reunions in Vermont and stuff, and he just like brings bags of it, whatever was on the conveyor about that that morning. See, that's not awesome. joking. He you just throws a bag of beef jerky. My, my brother's brain. That's just so funny that it's like the same. It's the same. They had a really sweet setup, too. People yeah. are really happy. They know what's up. All right. I mean, I may have to check this out next time I'm up in Vermont. Yeah. Um, last time I was in Vermont was... You were, what, six? No, I was driving through Vermont on my way to Canada. Hey. Uh, nice. <laughs> nice. All right. So, um, actually, Amy, you got to check out a, uh, a comic as well, which yes, you were raving about before the show. Oh, boy. Yeah. Please give us the load down. Um, can you can you remind me the full title of it? I know it was like Grimm's... It was Grimm's Fairy, Fairy Tales Tale Apocalypse. Coat. But it uh, had a longer name. Apocalypse. Col- yeah. So it's just Grim's Fairy Tale Apocalypse. So I remembered it correctly. Yeah. Okay, so this comic is a follow-up to a previous group of comics that I had not read, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I regret going back and doing so. Um, you regret basically, regret not if you reading? if 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 our dear listeners have ever seen where you'll see, you know, check out what these Disney characters would look like as hot pinups. <laughs> Well, That's on, what this I, comic I, I've, book I've was. I've seen Adam's browser history, yeah. so if anyone yeah. knows. So all this was, it's like, you know, Cinder, like, I barely know what it's about, and I read it like three times trying to figure out what it's about. That's so actually, it's, a, it's a post-apocalyptic sign. world. The main character is Robin Hood, Robin with a Y, of course, because how would you know she's edgy if it's not with a Y? And I say that with love because my girlfriend's name is Robin with a Y. But <laughs> Robin Hood... Wait, wait, wait. Now, a uh, guy portrayal, or did they, it's just like a gender swap? The so gender swap. Everything is, everything is gender swap because it has to be as sexy as possible. Right. And then there's this random mishmash of characters. So they're not fairy tale characters mm-hmm. because you have Robin Hood, mm-hmm. but then you have Cinderella, and then you have this like hot Van Helsing girl with her like vampire boyfriend. So I don't know where she ended up in this story. Yeah, how does that work? If the heck she... if I know. And then <laughs> they're fighting like. This the four apocalypse, the four horsemen of the apocalypse, but they're like yeah, monsters. Yeah, ro- rogue angel. I wish. Um, so they're like these I monsters. A four horsemen from Highlander. And there's all this weird, <laughs> gratuitous violence. Like you see this guy who they barely explain who he is, and he's like, "I will sacrifice this fairy to the apocalyptic horsemen, and they will bring upon the destruction of the world." Mm-hmm. And you see this like cute little fairy girl. Like splayed out like a frog dissection, <laughs> and it's just like, come on, man! Like come I've on, read man. bondage fairies, and I can put up with a lot of stuff. And this was this wasn't like a fetish book. Yeesh! Well, uh, I t- just mentioned bondage it, fairies, dude. Well, yeah. I just mentioned bondage. Fairies. Fairies. All right, well, no. If, if let's they see how many times we can say like, bondage. Oh like, <laughs> well, no, we're, we're, we we're not talking about that. bondage <laughs> fairies prestige format. Now, in bondage fairies, you have more bondage and fairies, but in this one, have you even read bondage fairies? Do you even know what I'm talking about? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know. Doodly doodly. All right. So anyway, moving on. Wait, why did you get all? I actually keep saying hoodly doodly because um, in Overwatch, Junkrat mm. says it, and now I like can't stop saying these stupid, oh, like fake Australian it, terms. It got you, didn't it? Because I just, I love his horrible, he's just this filthy little creature with one arm and one leg that blows things up. So, you know, obviously in my wheelhouse. I'm sorry. But I, I, I had this whole thing where Adam hated me for a while. I watched Clerks. And couldn't st- not not clerks um uh mall rats and couldn't stop saying snoochie boochies. Uh, speaking of mall rats, uh, at, going back to Vermont Comic Con. Yeah, you went there and picked uh, up a copy. Of no, Bonnet but Fairies. Jeremy London was there. From Bonnie really? Fairies. 
<laughs> from Mallrats. <laughs> Jeremy Lennon. He was, he, was, he was at the con, actually. Doing was Jeremy, it was a Jeremy He's, Lennon. He was the one in uh, Out Cold, too, that snowboarding movie. Out Cold? Yeah. Um, it, uh, it was it, a London boy. It was a London, yeah. Him and I his twin brother. They're, they're literally twins. I can't tell them yeah, apart. Yeah, well, they, no, so. they, are, they are, but one of them, one of them has like, this huge drug habit, uh, and that's why you don't see him in anything. Yeah. But we never know that because he looks exactly like his brother. Like the productive every, one. The, yeah. <laughs> well, but they're like, do you have a drug habit? No, it's yeah. just that movie. Jeremy, for what it's worth, Jeremy London was at Vermont Comic Con. So funny that Mallrats should be brought up. Wait, what, what, was he, what was he there? Um, like He was just signing, doing signing, signing Mallrats stuff, like, I guess. Hey, yeah, yeah. You, you saw me in, in this one, Kevin. There was also um, someone from American Horror Story. She played in, in the Freak Show one. She played one of the people with the small heads. Lady Gaga, <laughs> yeah, Lady Gaga was there. It was crazy. Vermont <laughs> Comic Con was off the hook. Yeah, anyway, right, so well, Grimm's Fairy Tales Apocalypse. the most obscure movie ever. Out cold. With, yeah, that's a well, really... Uh, Sack Galifianakis. That's a funny movie, Flesh. man. That's I a good movie. And about Flesh. That movie. It's, it's uh, funny, Flex, though. Excuse me. That's how obscure this movie is. Find me anyone who remembers Fletch. Fleck. No, Flex. Oh. Uh, outside of Homeboys in Outer Space. Flex of homeboys in outer space fame. That's, Flex of homeboys yeah. in outer space. Yes, yeah, so that's the level of that's the level <laughs> of that is prestige deep. we're talking here. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeremy London, the All Star Triple Threat combo. <laughs> like those guys should do it. <laughs> do it. They're probably talking right now. We gotta do something together. All right, so yeah. so Amy, you met Flex at. <laughs> no, sorry. Yeah, okay, so okay, I'm trying so to give this comic review, but like the point is like like uh, they're fighting. So they're kind of fighting the apocalypse, but they're also fighting like mafia gangs of. Like monsters, it's really muddled, <laughs> yeah. muddled plot. And I, I went back and tried to read the previous comics from like the previous like Grim Grim's Tales series, and it still doesn't make once, sense. Once it was con- oh, really? Once there was context, it, it was- barely makes sense because it just seems to be a lot of like sexy pinup, like you know, oh, Cinderella has a katana and she's slightly evil and like runs an See, army. I don't and I don't really know where that came from, like in the comic. Like it's just really muddled. It's one of those things that like I don't. Just like it on principle, I would love it. I, look, I used to read Alley Cat, which was a comic book that was about a Playboy model that got the powers from her. You know, she's she's a descendant of the Marquis de Sade, so she got like Witchblade powers almost, and it was miserable. But I used to read it, so was it's it, not was, like was I'm sitting here. Some, I don't like some remember. Chaos, it was oh, I don't remember. Well, Chaos did Purgatory. I'll look it up. Um, it was it was bad. Did. It was bad. I mean, it was literally a Playboy model being like, I want a comic book series, and it was just terri- terrible. Well, terrible. no, that, that can be done well. Uh, I used to read Codename Knockout, which was about a uh, 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 this was about a female assassin who also has to deal with her parents. One who basically founded MI6, another one who basically founded uh, Spectre, and the two of them had a uh, had a had a ch- their love child is an assassin kind of work in the middle. Uh, and I'll, to, put, to put the entire book in context, I'll just say uh, the the first issue starts off with a fight scene of her being attacked by a bunch of ninjas uh, storming her apartment. She doesn't know who sent them, and she needs information. So after she kicks most of their asses, she subdues the last guy. And then to get information from him, she gives him a, um, a preopism uh, as, as, as oh this was God. her interrogation technique. And anyone who doesn't know what that is? Um, Google look, it. Look, yeah, exactly. Just Google it. Google it. Make sure your images are off. NSFW. But yeah, uh, Alley Cat, I just looked <coughs> up really quick, though. Mm-hmm. Alley Cat was um, made, it was by Ali Baggett. Baggett. Who Ali, was, and it's like from Image, name. of course. Who, okay. uh, who but Image would put this out? <laughs> and it was about a sexy character in lots of leathers that... Uh, I'm there. Basically oh, wait, inherited the powers of the Marquis de Sade. Oh, and, she's and showing me a picture. That is some is sort of 
magic. But any, I, I would reread Ellie Cat over reading more of this Grimm's fairy tales thing. It just was very awkward. Most of them were not Grimm fairy tales characters, which is what made me upset. All right, now from the description you gave, it sounds like uh, similar portrayals to what actually became really popular recently. Well, not was recently. Was it Fable? Yeah, in Fable. This was basically what this felt like is someone looked at Fable and was like, yo, everyone loves this comic. We should make one. But it's like, you know, the Chinatown ripoff, the Dragoon Ball X oh, okay. of comics, of like fairy tale comics. <laughs> you know, in they phoned when, it in. They phoned it in. When Twister came out, Tornado comes on. Exactly. Fox. That's exactly what this is. It was just like oh, a, a weird, like three steps out of the cultural zeitgeist. All right. Well, okay. So the problem was mainly the portrayal. Artwork was good, artwork bad. was nice. Like if anything, the artwork looked really good. It had that classic kind of almost like '90s, like you know, the women's sh shirts had boob separators. Yeah, dude, you she's know. got great legs and it thighs was, and but no, and but like bust. it was drawn okay, like you know, really pin up. Well, she was all legs you know, and, and busts. Somewhere out there, Rob Liefeld's like, yes, yes, I love this comic, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yes, that's awful. But I know exactly. More. What you're Oh, okay. So <laughs> Look, I'm, I've, no, I've, I've shaken I'm, that man's hand. Okay, I've gotten inside his head. But. Oh, I'm sorry. What was was Tori from Saved by the Bell? At least <laughs> oh there, my god. To, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. No, I, I I brought that up because it sounds like at the very least this wasn't a book that people would go to for story. It sounds like this is someone they. This, if this is you want go to, to let's art. say, pleasure yourself wow. to images of hot fairy tale girls, and you don't have an internet, you'll internet love internet. this book. <laughs> Yes! Wow. If you want to read a comic book yes! that has any sort of a coherent plot. I think, I think you sold Adam. <laughs> if you want a comic book with any sort of coherent plot, I recommend literally anything else. That's why we all read things that we need to arouse ourselves because we want the unmuddled plot. Hey, man, you, you say story. that, but I've read everything uh, on the work of H.R. Geiger for that same purpose. <laughs> all right, so, okay, so, but, so just, to, just to put a fine point on it, Amy McCobb says... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Grim I'm laughing. I, I have I have a Geiger print in my bedroom, yeah, which is why I'm laughing at your like. Oh boy, he's, he's so <laughs> this, 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 this <laughs> way off the rails. Okay, Amy, uh, Grim Fairy Tale Apocalypse. Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs down. down. Thumbs down. I want to go back in time and reread Gambit Deadpool. That's Gambit my Dead review. That was a good book. Gambit it, Deadpool is ongoing. Still, it's ongoing. It just continues to be great. <laughs> All right. Also, vote Loki. We're up to issue three now. Vote Loki. Excellent. Issue. Only issue three? I thought we might started. be up to four. I don't remember. I, I'm a little behind because I have been busy this summer. <laughs> That's okay. We'll hold it again. So well, there's only going to be six, I think. So I think there's spacing them out. Limited run. Hmm. Okay. So I guess I guess he starts the Korean Missile Crisis. And yeah. then the no, it's good. It's ends. good political satire. Vote Loki is genuinely some of the best political satire and some of the best writing. Mm -hmm. But as we were mentioning, artwork, the artwork's not so great. A little uh, bit of a bummer. Vote Loki does not have artwork that's speaking to me, but the writing itself and a lot of what it's doing is super, super on point. Here's here's my unsolicited comic book review. Everyone should read Vote Loki. It's great. All right. That is from the completely unbiased on Loki. Unbiased. Uh, I mean, I barely know any backstory on this character, so... <laughs> barely this is completely... That guy, this, is, this guy, Loki, he made a mask that was featured in this Jim Carrey movie. Um. <laughs> I love okay real talk Loki, no, I love bringing up to other Loki cosplayers that that is in fact a valid Loki mm. I'm in a live journal com live journal community god 
I'm in a live journal. Face, I said live journal. I so can't believe I said that. I'm in, a face, I'm in a Facebook group. All right. Yeah. I'm in a Stein, Facebook community. I can't believe I said live journal. Wow. I'm in a Facebook community that's like uh, all Loki cosplayers. Mm-hmm. And every now and then someone will just like post a picture of the mask and we'll all be like, oh, God damn you. But you're it, right. It, God damn it's you. perfect. Yeah. Okay. I, tell me there's at least one person, not even trolling the group. Who occasionally goes in the yellow zoot suit and green mask? Please, I don't know. Probably please. someone. I don't know. Probably someone. I genuinely, if someone gave me a yellow suit, I would do a mashup. Of go as yourself it. and as the mask. <laughs> they are both one and the same. Oh, that was sad. All right, let's close out with. I'm sorry, that was. Bad. All right, so Amy McCobb says, "Vote Loki." Don't read it. No, that's the opposite of <laughs> no. what I said. No! Okay. Right. highly no. endorses 1994's The Mask. Stop. Okay, all right. Jokes no, aside, I'll... The Mask is really good. Uh, actually, good. no. One of my favorite Don't crap on The Mask. It's good I, I love Looney Tunes. That's... We've gotten so far off the point of this show. It's I... all right. It has the word geek in it. We're still, we're still hitting it. Yeah, yeah we're true. still doing it. It's true. Um, okay, so I want to close out with the comic review I got to check out. Uh, it's actually in graphic novel form and up to volume two now. Invader Zim. Yes. Uh, now, did you guys watch Invader Zim when oh, I was on TV? Am I God? Okay, all right. So, besides the obvious, did anyone else in here watch Invader Zim when they were on TV here? Yeah. Okay, Herb's down. Adam, you're awfully quiet over there, my man. What did I do? Invader Zim, dude. You didn't I watch watched a little bit. I, I didn't. I wasn't I like. I didn't keep that. Don't worry, I got you, Pat. I watched every episode, yeah. including yeah. the Christmas special Thank about that. his jolly boots Thank of doom. You. Okay. <laughs> I love the t- doom. Doom, doom. Okay, <laughs> I used to wear a wristband every day that said Doom on it that was just from Invader Zim because I was like, lol, so random, rar. Nice. I hope you did that while volunteering with kids. Um, I did, actually. About, that is frightening. I worked at a summer camp. You were, you were, you were that, 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 uh, that counselor, weren't you? I was the goth counselor. Yeah, I was, actually. Jeez. Had a, had a, had a, had a tent with... Wait, Park I'm, Shore, I'm, I'm, I'm Country Day. I'm assuming you your shorts type. Yep. Uh, camp. No, it's a day camp. <laughs> kids okay, kids uh, got to go home. Don't <laughs> They go home with, terror, with tales of terror. All right, we're talking about Invader Zim. This was a cartoon that uh, ran in the early aughts um, on Nickelodeon uh, from creator Jonan Vasquez. Oh, he says Joan or John. He says John Vasquez, but the name is J-H-O-N-E-N if you want to Google it. But he created a lot of John popular, and the Homicidal Maniac. Yeah, John yeah. and the Homicidal Maniac, uh, Squee. Which is actually a spinoff of that. Yes, it is. But um, is most famous now for having created the short-lived but very popular cartoon Invader Zim, which uh, you may or may not be hearing background music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, but it was a popular cartoon about an alien who's been sent here to Earth to scout out our weaknesses for an invasion force. Also important is that everything is on his planet is ranked by how tall you are, mm-hmm. and it's led by the tallest, and he's particularly short. Yes. So one should remember that he's a Terrible alien. Mm, they're also a planet of dicks. Yeah. Like all of them just. It's like Conan's almost. But cartoon form. Pretty much, yeah. No, less golf in this, though. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that was and pretty Sinbad. much the. the, <laughs> the uh, no, Sinbad did an episode. Uh, no. Um, what I love about this show is the writing was, first of all, not Nickelodeon caliber. No. Or, or like, a par there. Uh, everything was an inside joke or a dirty joke or just really weird. And for that, it gained a huge audience. I was a big fan. And I was kind of upset when the show was canceled after, I think, uh, couple a couple se- seasons. Three yeah. seasons. Three seasons? I thought it was like a season and a half. Is three? They were, they were long seasons, though. But mm. uh, it was short-lived. Three DVDs. And- oh, sorry. Three DVDs? 
<laughs> okay, cool. It, it had it had a run then, but um, it didn't last that long. And a lot of people have been trying to get it back on the air for a long time. Well, now it's been released. The stories that they had intended to tell uh, have been released in uh, comic form. Invader Zim is out in graphic novel form now. It's been running for a while, and they just released a novel, uh, volume two. I got to check these out. As a fan of the show, I was jazzed to read it. One thing I really want to point out is the stories are by Jonan Vasquez. So right. the original creator and writer He's is the one on yeah, yeah, is the one writing this book. The artwork is a little different, but not very. They found someone who uh, even though he used to draw the original uh the original like uh Johnny books and Squee books, uh, it's his art style, uh, as interpreted by, for lack of a better way to say this, uh better illustrators. Right. Well he has uh, a very particular style and he's not yeah, that, he's not like. I don't want to say he's that good. Anything. Yeah, he's not classically trained. He's always kind of had his own like weird. It's style. very, it's very indie comic. Uh, if anyone's ever read um, Arsenic Lullaby, Flaming Carrot, that style Flaming of really Carrot. weird, elongated art, uh, it really worked for this type of story. And on the show, I loved it. I thought it worked really well, even with the weird ass colors. The show itself got progressively weirder as they went along. Oh boy, yeah. And I yeah, Room with the Moose. Uh, Room with the Moose was awesome. It's just the crunching, crunching madness. Uh, just an entire episode on a bus uh, on, on a weird ass bus ride, and somehow that worked, even from that shitty description. Uh, I won't say too much about the book. It's about the book content itself because it's a continue or an intended continuation of the stories they were going to write for the show, with some like branches off. And why that's important is because having looked into uh, Vasquez's original uh, intent for the show itself. Uh, he had intended to uh, take it really dark, post-apocalyptic almost, and do really horrible things to some of the char- established characters, just to keep it going on that nth degree of well, this that, that's what he did. That's what he that's, that was his style, and the comic is very toned down, uh, toned down in the heinousness, I guess, because he wants to get more or they want to get more longevity out of these characters, so it really worked. Um, it's the same art style you've come to know and like. The stories are delivered in the same... Well, it's the same writer, so yeah. the same style. He doesn't lose it as the issues go along. That's what I really like and want to point out. Um, I would recommend anyone check this out. I, it kind of sucks I don't have much more to say about it, but we're kind of running low on time. Uh, it's it's Invader Zim. Uh, volume uh, 1 and 2 are available right now in graphic novel form. If you want to go and check out the... Um, uh, what do you call it? The actual book... Uh, it's available on shelves now at your local comic shop, or go to Comixology more likely, because this is, you know, the future. <laughs> and check it out. Um, Welcome to the future. Yeah, uh, dude, I highly recommend it. Uh, also, because if you've read up on where they were originally going to take the show, this does not follow that direct path. Oh. Yeah, so this is gonna, this is still gonna deliver something new to you. If you've never, if you, if you were an, uh, an old, if you were an old school fan and really want to follow up, because it's that same kind of goodness. If I was, well, I'm not going to say my age on air because people don't even know how old I am or they'll stop listening. But if this was 10 plus years ago when the show was on the air, I would be watching every day. I'm I'm loving it. I can't can't say enough good things about this. That's awesome. That's good to hear because it was a really fun show and I know it has a lot of fans out there. totally. And by the time Volume 3 comes out, now that I've said good things about it, it's going to suck. No. But until (laughs) then... Alright, well, uh, Invader Zim... You liked it before it was cool. It's fun. Totally. Totally. Uh, all right, so this has been the Geek Down here on WEMF Radio. I've been Pat B. I want to thank Adam Willis. Yes, sir. The blackest of black. Yes. I want to thank Amy McCobb. Bye. I want to thank DJ Herbie Herb. Woo. And I want to remind you all, hit us up at geek 
geekdownradio.com or give us a, like shoot us an email at geekdownradio at gmail.com and you can catch us every Monday night right here on wemfradio.com. We'll catch you all next Monday night, 9 p.m. Until then, be excellent to each other. Peace. Peace.